This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This episode features Carlita Victoria and Darkness Rising, the nonprofit that she started, which seeks to improve the health and wellness of the black community, specifically the Broadway black community, so black actors and artists um, in the New York area. But it's all about raising awareness about mental health in our community uh, through music, through workshops, um, and it's about erasing the negative stigma of mental health and illness. Um, Carlita is an actor, she's a personal trainer, and she's a mental health advocate. And yeah, it was a pleasure to have her on because all of those issues are things that are very important to me. Um, I try to be pretty transparent about it. Uh, just I deal with uh, depression a little bit. Um, it's not maybe as extreme as some, but it is a constant thing. And it's something a few years ago I started um, something kind of happened that made me realize it was something that I wasn't wasn't dealing with and um, and that I could. And we talk about it in the episode that basically, just like you want to take care of your health, um, you don't want to just take care of your health when you're sick. You can take care of it anytime. You can work on it when you're healthy. And that's actually a really good time to work on things. Um, so it can be a very positive thing. Because if you're in really good mental health, um, you'll just be much better at everything you do, just like, you know, if you're in good physical health. Um, it's all it's all connected. So it was a great pleasure to talk to Carlita. Um, check out the links in the show notes, CarlitaVictoria.com, her Instagram, DarknessRising.com, dark, DarknessRisingProject.com. All the links will be in the show notes, so check them out and support follow her follow darkness rising on instagram um i haven't had my coffee yet this morning um so so yeah so this is the alec that you have right now here i am um but i'm very excited to share this conversation with you so without further ado this is carlita victoria darkness rising project let's have a conversation i Turn my, can you hear my fan? Should I turn my fan off? I can't really hear it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I turned mine off. Um, but yeah, I can't hear yours. I wonder. <laughs> it's hot, you know? It's so hot. And it's like, yeah, it's burning up outside. Yeah. So, well, then good. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? Um, I'm I'm actually good. I went to bed too late last night, but um going to fix that tonight and go to bed early. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I mean besides that, I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Um I did some martial arts training earlier today. Um in the heat. So <laughs> it was not fun, but I was pretty good during the quarantine of like staying um, like being healthy and like active, but yeah. over the, over the last month I like somehow put on like 10 or 15 pounds. Um, I don't really worry about weight too much, but you know, yeah. um, 
but yeah, so it felt good to to get after it again, you know? Yeah. Not at yeah. the time. It didn't feel good during it, but <laughs> do you do it outdoors? No, this was like uh in the gym. Um mm-hmm. it's not exactly supposed to be happening, but some <laughs> of us volunteered like a small group Got it. to do it. And yeah, it, I feel like that's it's a mixed bag. Like if it was I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to like a big box gym with like a bunch of people. Right. But on the flip side, for me, martial arts is like a proven thing that's good for my mental health. Yeah. Um, which is a good segue into <laughs> darkness rising. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Um wait, are we on already? We are. We just kind oh. of I thought Flip we were in. just talking. <laughs> you know, that, but that's that's what we're going to be doing, you know. That's that. how I like to do it. Um, so first off, Carlita Victoria. Is that? Indeed. Yeah, that's it. That The one and only. Um, so, yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and about how this project started and, and what this project is? Yeah. Um, so I am originally from North Carolina, and... I've been in New York a little over 10 years, and I originally came up here to dance, and then I started doing musical theater, and so that's been, you know, that's its own journey. Um, but somewhere along the way, I realized that I was unhappy, but unhappy in a way that I um, couldn't lift myself out of it. And um, it was very consistent unhappiness, and um I, it came to the point where I became suicidal and that was during a show where I felt like, Oh, I should be happy right now, but I just, for some reason wasn't. Um, and darkness rising was honestly born out of that. Um, so darkness rising is a mental health, um, nonprofit and we are specifically geared towards helping the black community because in our community often, uh, we either don't talk about it, it's brushed, it's brushed aside, um, or if we do address it, um, there's a lot of negative stigma that's attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so because I had experienced that in my own life, I realized that um, I probably was not alone. But I feel like that journey of realizing that if this is happening to you, it's happening to someone else, that's, like, that's a long journey sometimes, and it takes a while to get there. Yeah, um, but thankfully, somehow in some way, I got there, and I feel like a lot of it came from um, just honestly talking to people mm-hmm. and being open, um, and realizing that a lot of us were really going through a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I started going to therapy. I started uh, taking meds. I started. Um, seeing a psychiatrist, I started, I, I got an, an emotional support animal. I started honestly just taking better care of myself mentally and physically, emotionally, spiritually, kind of, I was just trying to, I was like, listen, something has to work. Like <laughs> something somewhere has to work, hopefully. Um, and it's, it has taken, I'm still on that path. And I'm not, I don't think there's like a destination that you reach here. Like, oh, I no longer have anxiety or "Mm, bye-bye depression. It's completely gone like that. that I'm not, I'm not there, but you know, shout out to anyone who has been there 
shout out to them because I'm not there. But I can say that where I am right now versus where I was three years ago is a very different person. Mm-hmm. And a person that I'm happy to wake up to in the morning, which is not the way that I felt three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, I think, because I I don't know what it was exactly that made me probably about three years ago also start focusing on mental health. I kind of remember, so around the time I got married, I signed up for an adult study on ADD and because it was kind of in my head for like a little while, like I don't want to be like overly medicated and I'm not trying to make an excuse for myself, but there were a couple of times when I was, when I went back to school where I took Adderall, like to both, like, to be honest, like one time to like study and also another time recreational because the first time I took Adderall, I felt normal. Like I felt, and it's a difference from how I normally feel. Um, And so then in the back of my head, I was like, I wonder if there's something else, like if there's something that I could take regularly that would make me like feel better. And it's not necessarily that I was always depressed. I just knew when I took it, I felt normal. It wasn't that I felt, I felt like I was more myself, you know? And so that was kind of in the back of my head. And then I did this adult study on ADD where I think they gave a placebo, but you had part of the study, you had biweekly meetings with the psychiatrist. And so that felt really good kind of just for me to unpack, you know, how I think about things and how I thought about life. And then basically at the end of that study, he said, yeah, you know, you definitely do have the things that are, you know, ADD and I can give you a prescription. So I had one for like a little while. Healthcare coverage changed for a little while. And then the new health plan that I was on had to go get a new physical And at that physical, they asked some questions about mental health, which was really good. I was super happy with how they approached the whole thing because it was more holistic than I'd seen. And basically by their questions, they were like, according to this, you're depressed. And for me off the bat, I was sort of like, well, yeah, you know, but because I have a lot on my plate, like whatever. And they were just sort of like, I hear you, but you know, you don't have to be depressed like you know what I mean this is something you can like work on and you know just like you it's I haven't figured it all out but that kind of something about the way they said it made me realize I don't know if it's ADD or what but like mental health is something that I can work on not just when I'm sick not just when I'm feeling bad but just as like we work on our physical health and what we eat, like mental health should be in there, like as a whole society. And then if we want to talk about black people, there's uh, trauma and there's like a PTSD that a lot of us have by experience. And then also, of course, some of us are wired differently, just like everybody else. Um, So yeah, so I think, yeah, addressing mental health as a whole list, like it's good for everybody, not just people who are going through it, you know? 
Yeah. And I think like a lot of times we don't think of it that way. We think, oh, I only need to see a therapist if I'm really going through something. And mm -hmm. if I, if I don't ever come out of it, then I should go see a therapist. But I feel like that's more reactionary and we should really start it at the head, like before we even get to that point. Yeah. Um, and I think if I had done that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten to a place where I felt like I didn't want to live. Mm -hmm. um, if I had just, um, from, from the moment that there was, before there was even a feeling of anything, if I had just gone in and say, hey, let me deal with some of the stuff because we all have stuff. Yeah. There's no one who doesn't have stuff. <laughs> right. So um, I think if we approach it that way, I think we would honestly all be a lot better off. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how does uh, darkness project or darkness rising, like how, how does it work? Yeah. Uh, so darkness rising, we have a, um, a music and mental health video series where we, <laughs> sorry, my, my dog is looking out the window and yelling at people. One moment. All good. <laughs> I'm recording right now. She can't yell. Okay. <laughs> you might hear mine. They might make noise at some point too. So you know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we have a music and mental health video series where. We have our inspirational um, songs from our um, cover album. And we take those songs and then we bring in black choreographers and we have them create a, um, a video project from, based on that song. And then at the end of that video, we will have um, an artist or someone who has experienced a mental health condition uh, come in and speak about their own experience and um, it's meant to be kind of a testimonial uh, in a way of saying, hey, this is what I'm going through currently, and this is how I'm seeking help, and I'm encouraging you to do the same. And then we also include uh, a different resource in every single video, and then include the, uh, the resources and links below the video as well. Um, and that's meant to be, um, like, music is our vehicle, uh -huh. a way to get people in so that we can then talk about mental health. Um, so that's one thing we do. We also have uh, live shows where we have our Broadway artists sing, um, sing, our same, sing those same songs and or other songs from uh, different genres, pop, R&B, gospel, musical theater, kind of anything. Um, and so we do live shows, um, but then we also have our benefit concerts. Um, and that, that concert is specifically just once a year, and that's kind of our big celebratory evening. But our main focus outside of those things are our wellness workshops. And so we have our, our wellness workshops throughout the year and they're always free and they're for the community, uh, but they're specifically there. So anyone's, anyone is welcome, but they're specifically aimed at uh, the black community. And because we believe that wellness is, um, can be an, a, a lot of different avenues we try to approach it different ways. So sometimes we'll, we'll have a wellness workshop that's a meditation workshop or a Reiki workshop, or um, we just had a healing yoga uh, and trauma workshop. Um, upcoming, we have a sobriety during COVID workshop. Um, so we just, there, there's a lot of different avenues. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, uh, we partner with different uh, black mental health providers so that we can provide the best possible 
resources for people. Um, and that's mostly done through those wellness workshops. And then we also have our uh, Black Mental Health Resource Packet, which we give out to anyone who comes to any event online or in person. Um, and then we also are currently creating a Black Mental Health database, a Black Mental Health Provider database, um, which we will be launching soon, which will be a way that uh, we can search for providers in a hopefully an easier way because we often have people approach us and say, hey, can you uh, please help me find a therapist? I'm looking for a, um, a therapist who's LGBTQ friendly, a black, a black woman, a, you know, different, um, you know, whatever needs. someone is looking, yeah, we yeah. all have different needs. And so um, our goal is to be able to help as many people as possible. And one way that we're doing that is through the, um, the database. So in Darkness Rising is specifically addressing mental health within the Black community. Is it, and also in the Black arts community specifically, or in general? We do address the, the Black arts community, um, definitely, because uh, we work directly with artists. And um, so we're heavily affected and we get to hear each other's stories. Um, the but we don't um, specify that it's only the Black theater community because we want to be able to help anyone who comes our way. Um, but because we're arts-based, we, um, a lot of our community are, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're artists. And so you use art, like, yeah, also <laughs> yeah, for the healing. Yeah. And for getting the word out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a question, and I know this is like a like everything right now. Um, when was the last the benefit concert that happens once a year? When was the last one? The last one was supposed to be this year. Um, <laughs> uh, we have it every April. We usually have it the first week of April. So the last one was April eighth, um, twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. and I, I think April eighth. That's what I'm pretty sure. Um, and we were supposed to have it uh, this past April, but we ended up doing it virtually online. Um, and now those videos are um, available on YouTube on our, uh, as a part of our series. Um, but we're going to come back bigger and better next year when we're allowed to be with each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, that night, honestly, it's one of my favorite nights. It's also one of my most stressful nights. Of course, <laughs> um, but it's one of my favorite nights of the year because, I mean, it's just so nice to see so many beautiful people in the room together for this amazing cause of trying, just literally trying to help someone. Mm -hmm. um, and we bring in a Black mental health provider or providers to um, give our give our um, our speech. Um, and to be our guest speaker. And um, it's, it's just nice to see everyone so deeply committed and deeply involved in it. And like, we know that people come out for the music, we know that, but at the same time, uh, to see people so deeply engaged in the mental health aspect of what's happening, and then to after that have all these, um, all these people from the community say, hey, you know what? I just talked to my sister about therapy. I think, you know, I think this is something that we're actually going to be trying and, or I just talked to my husband about it, or 
it's just, it's honestly, it's amazing to see how much, how, how much one night can actually change someone's life. Nice. And did you, you started this whole project? I did. I started it as a, as just a project. Originally, we were just going to tell, uh, originally we were just going to um, create an album, which is something that I never thought I would be doing, creating an, creating an album. <laughs> I was just like, um, hey guys, let's um, sing together. <laughs> and then we ended up making an album. Um, but originally that's what it was just going to be. We were just going to make an inspirational album geared towards people who are experiencing mental health conditions because music has saved my life in so many ways. Um, and then it turned into, hey, how can I figure out a way to help more people? And mm -hmm. that was nonprofit. And um, where's the best place for people to see all of these things and get access to these resources? Uh, the best place is on our website at darknessrisingproject.org uh, or on our Instagram, same thing, Darkness Rising Project, Facebook, Darkness Rising Project, Twitter, Dark, Dark Rise Project. Um, and there you'll find, on our website, you can find our resource packet. Um, if you're a Black mental health provider, you can sign up for our database. You can see all of our upcoming events, um, any and everything, yeah. And how have things been going for you and for the organization like during this COVID time? I know you said you did the benefit um, this year, you did it virtually. And I found it, I found this time very interesting in a lot of ways. Like it's not ideal not having the opportunity to work, but I've tried to put in a lot of like self work during this time. Um, because I don't usually have this much time, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, the, it's amazing how just sitting in your house forces you to work on yourself in mm -hmm. some, and it also makes you say, Hey, today is a day of rest today. I need to just be, <laughs> yeah. um, so I feel like during, during COVID and this, um, and everything that is happening right now in the world as far as the civil rights movement and social justice, it's been a very interesting journey for me personally and then also with Darkness Rising. Um, I'm quarantining alone right now. I was at home in North Carolina for the first three months and then I came to New York. Uh, I came back to New York. And I think that being, being alone has, like I said, forced me to, to work on myself a lot. Um, and it's, it's allowed me to take some time on things that I didn't think that I would have time for. Um, and I've really appreciated that, but it's also been, um, it's hard to not be able to touch people and we forget, mm -hmm. we forget what it's like how, or how necessary touch really is. Um, and how that can affect your mental health. Yeah. Or how sitting inside, I mean, in New York, in these small spaces, how that can affect your mental health or, and not having enough sunlight or, and, I mean, really forcing yourself to go outside or move your body because I can sit on that couch all day long and I can be on my computer and be like, oh, I'm getting work done. I'm, I'm accomplishing things. I'm, I'm really, you know, getting things done. 
but I'm on the couch all day. And now I feel just, I feel really down and I really have to force myself to stand up, move my body around and get myself re-energized because I notice that there, I mean, I live with depression. So if I don't move, like it's, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, that's been its own challenge. And then as far as darkness rising, honestly, this is probably the most exposure that we probably had in a while. Uh-huh. Because um, I feel like around our showtime, our benefit concert every year, it's pretty consistent. Um, but usually right now in the middle of the summer, it's not like our peak season, you know? Um, but because of the Black Lives Matter movement, people are more interested, thankfully, you know, in, in talking about Black mental health because the Black Lives Matter movement is not, is not solely about um, Black people dying, but we have to also work on the way that we live, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's this quote um, that we posted the other day, and um, uh, Bassie said this, and, and that's what she said, Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter movement is not, about, is not just about the way we die, it's about the way that we live. And it's because we really, if, if the world does not care about our mental health, you know, then what, then what do we have? Because we have all this trauma, all this generational trauma, um, all this, uh, all this trauma from microaggressions that we, that, that happen to us daily. Um, and if no one cares about that, and if, it, if it's never approached, then it just, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And mm-hmm. so it is, it's vital that we as black people and then and then society as a whole cares, genuinely cares and invests time and energy and resources into our mental health because we don't have the same access as, as everyone else. There are all these barriers that are up um, against us in, in order to receive the same resources that our cohorts also receive. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it's a societal issue, but it's something that we're, I feel like we have to continue working on and we have to keep fighting it. We have to keep approaching it and we can't just say, okay, we're fine with this. There's a interesting thing that I came to last summer. Um, I did, uh, I participated in the black arts Institute last summer and it made me realize pretty much every black actor in there had this amount, a certain amount of trauma, um, where first of all, like being an actor and being in this industry where you audition and where you're kind of subjected to like being accepted or not. Um, I didn't really put it together before, but like what you go through as an actor trying to like get the role, trying to like, fit in in a way and like there's a healthy way to approach acting in a not so healthy way um but it's hard hard not to go down that rabbit hole but the thing that you face as an actor in general it's like if you're a black actor it's like you face the same thing twice 
because it's like basically every job interview, every, every white space, basically, um, any, like just every space you go into, there's a feeling of, and we're seeing it with like the Coopers, you know, the Amy Cooper or whatever, like all these cases where you can be the right place, the right time. And somebody questions your right to exist basically. Um, And so, and then like with theater training, a lot of times there's like a breaking down, which I don't think is like super healthy for black actors. Like we're broken down, you know, constantly. So at the Black Arts Institute, a big thing about it in the beginning was building people up. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It, it was just an interesting. I never really made that connection before. Um, but yeah, there's there's a, a trauma like just that I feel that is shared within the black theater community of that double double trauma, you know? Absolutely. And in addition to that, you know, what they say is true. We have to work twice as hard to get half as much. And with all these layers, it's, I mean, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot for a person to deal with every single day. And it's a lot for an actor to deal with every single day. And when we experience rejection, it's not always the same type of rejection as our white cohorts. And it's, it can really, really affect your mental health. And it's, you know, it's, we don't talk about it enough. Truly, yeah. we don't. I feel like we're approaching that discussion now a lot, which is awesome. And I'm grateful and hopeful that, you know, changes will be made. But I know a lot of us, we go to, to rehearsal, we experience microaggressions, we go to, we go into our show, we experience this and that and we still do our show and we still do our job and we do it really well because we know that we have to Mm -hmm. and we also know that it's just in us too but we also know we have to because if we don't we will be viewed differently and it's it's this constant struggle so your project now you're how are you there's a number of people you're working with in the organization now yes there are i would say anywhere between 25 to 30 singers uh that we work with and um we also have our mental health providers that we uh partner with for all of our resources and all of our um, wellness workshops as well um and I, you know, our community is always growing. We're always um, interested in in uh, growing our community, meeting more people, uh, adding more artists to our roster, um, bringing more people into to teach our our wellness workshops. Um, I will say that I this is probably a strange thing to say, but. I have noticed that it can be, I feel like, more difficult to get our community at the wellness workshops than it is to the shows. And Mm -hmm. that has been a challenge, I feel. Um, 
And a lot of it has to do with, you know, we're artists and we like shows. That's what we like. (laughs) And so it's going to be, I think, I think I knew it would be a challenge, but I don't think I knew it would be as much of a challenge. Um, But yes, because it's consuming art is what we know. So that's, that's good for us. Um, But when it comes to um, solely a a wellness workshop, it can be hard to get um, as many artists in the room. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, I would, I would love to see more of that. I would love to see more artists in the room and more black and brown faces in the room as well. Um, Because that's who it's, that's who it's for, you know, and it's, always open to um to everyone but what we would love is for um is is to be able to reach as much of the black community as possible nice and so now that you're working on that how does that fit in with acting and musical theater for you like what what's ahead for you personally and i mean i know what's ahead right now you know, we're still on pause basically here and theater's not starting until January. But yeah, what are you up to? Yeah, uh, it's been a challenge trying to balance both, to be honest. Um, like I'll have my to-do list and I'll say, this is what I'm doing today for Darkness Rising and this is what I'm doing today for my career. Or maybe today I'm only working on stuff for Darkness Rising. Maybe today I'm only working on stuff for my career. Um, and I'm, I try to balance it that way, but I always end up doing more of Darkness Rising than I do in my career. <laughs> um, but I, for me, I am starting a voiceover class soon. So I'm excited about that. I've always wanted to uh, learn the art of voiceover work. And I also, I take dance classes weekly. I love taking Mark Kimmelman's class. It's super fun. Um, that's mostly what I do. What I should be doing is going through my rep book. Um, yeah, that's what I should be doing. So maybe we'll start that next week. But um, I mean, as far as theater being shut down for such a long time, it, of course, is disappointing, but I also expected it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of us didn't expect for Broadway to be reopened in September. No. A lot of us had goals for this year that, you know, hey, this is going to happen for me this year, and I know it. Um, and so that part of it is disappointing, but, you know, Broadway will be back. And when auditions come back, I hope that I'm in a place more than anything mentally and emotionally where I feel ready to reapproach auditions um, with less anxiety. I feel that. I also definitely felt like 2020 that was gonna be the year yeah (laughs) um but i have to say like how i've been approaching this time is sort of trying to build some new habits and yeah self-care and like just it's nice working on things really with like um letting go of outcomes because you can't control outcomes anyway. So I hope to take this time and this mindset and be stronger going forward, like whatever that looks like. Um, Because ultimately, yeah, if you're not happy, what's the point, you know? 
there is no point. And I, I mean, it sounds so sad to say, but when auditions were shut down, I was like, whew, I don't have to audition. Wow, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And um, I, auditioning has been such a difficult part of my life um, because as we know, some days are great and some days are awful and that's just part of it and how it goes. Um, but as far as having anxiety and auditioning, it has, it has been a challenge that I literally feel like I'm trying to navigate like playing Jenga. Like, oh, maybe if I do this thing or if I try this today or if I don't do this or I try this or I don't, you know, maybe my anxiety won't show itself in the room this time. Um, so as nice as it has been to not have to deal with that, um, a big part of my goal during this time is to get myself into a place emotionally and mentally where I can walk into a room and feel good about myself and walk out of that room and feel proud of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, just really trying to do that work during quarantine, I feel like is more important than working on my rep. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there any things coming up um, with Darkness Rising during this time? People could? Yes. Uh, next week, actually. Oh. Next Wednesday. Uh, I was going to say September. We're not in September. Next Wednesday, uh, July 8th at 6 p.m., we're having our sobriety during COVID conversation. Um, I've actually that, been sober since January. I stopped, stopped drinking. Um, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. That's so, huge. Yeah. And then I, when this happened, I was like, well, we'll see how this goes. No guarantees, but I, I decided to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. That so is amazing. When is that again? That is next Wednesday at 6 p.m. And the conversation is going to be on Facebook Live. Um, and it's going to be with Dr. Ayanna Jordan, who is a, um, a psychologist and a mental health and substance abuse specialist um, from uh, Yale. And um, we're super, super excited to have this. And we specifically are having it on Facebook Live instead of in Zoom um, so that no one has to like log in and say, hey, I'm here or, you know, um, or feel like someone's watching them, mm -hmm. um, to, you know, to preserve an, um, anonymity. And so um, we, um, I feel like this is something, especially during COVID, that can be very difficult because a lot of people are quarantining alone. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say also, um, we were talking about the dogs in the beginning, but I'm glad you have a dog too. Um, you know, it's not a person, but, and it's also not a, you know, they, like, you're responsible to them, mm -hmm. but they, yeah, they've been clutch for, like, my mental health over the years. Absolutely. I, I don't even know how I, I was living my life before I. I yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, I've said, like, the one thing, you know, there's, like, a lot of things everybody would like do differently, but then it would change all kinds of outcomes. But I've said the one thing I would do is like when I moved out, when I was like 18 or 19, I, uh, 
I would tell my younger self to get a dog and I'd be like, you're not ready, but it'll be good for you. Like mm-hmm. you'll, cause I know myself and, and it's like, I, until you get one, like, yeah, there are a lot of responsibility, but for me, it was good having a dog to like take care of. I mean, of course that unconditional love, like for you in return, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's so beautiful. And it, I talk to my dog all the time. Trees. Me, yes. <laughs> we yes. have long conversations. He's not really very responsive except for, you know, yawning and such. But I, she knows all my secrets and it's, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it gives me something to, to wake up for someone to care for it. Um, I'm, I don't want to have kids. I never mm-hmm. want to have kids. I just don't like kids, but, um, I, I love this. I love this baby girl. And it, as far as living with depression and knowing that you have to get up out of the bed because you are responsible for, for a being, yeah. um, it has really helped so much to yeah. know I have to go walk outside today. Mm-hmm. And then you get outside and you're like, Oh, look at the sun shining. Well, would you look at that? You know, Look at this stranger who came up to talk to me and my dog. Oh, maybe the world's not as bad as I thought. You know, like there are so many things that happen because I happen to have a dog now mm-hmm. that I feel like put me in a more a more healthy place. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm absolutely grateful for that. Yes. Um we mentioned where people could find Darkness Rising. Where's the best place for people to find you? And follow you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at it's Carly V, on Twitter at it's Carly V, and also on Facebook at it's Carly V. And my website is CarlyDeVictoria.com. Nice. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I just want to tell people to wear their masks because <laughs> <laughs> I'm fed up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you like I'm I'm like pretty I try to take care of myself and I'm like pretty healthy I think um so I'm not super worried of, like of myself like I mean don't get me wrong like I, let me knock on wood let me not jinx myself because anybody could get sick like if you get the thing it's bad um, but I don't want other people to get sick. New York's been doing pretty good, but if people act like we're not in a pandemic still, we could get a second wave. And I do want theater to open back up. I do want things to get back to normal. So yeah, we got to wear the masks and like continue to like fight the thing off because it's not over yet. It's not. And I don't know who sent out a secret email saying that it is over, but they lied because it's not. Yeah. And as much as people want their lives back, I want to live. So maybe wear your mask. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, we do have that dude um, who's talking all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm fed up. Um, (laughs) I'm fed up. So also register to vote. I'll say that. Listen, <laughs> like, truly, you know, do the things because we have to. Yeah. We 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 absolutely must. It's 
now more than ever. And I feel like we say that all the time. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. Really now more than ever. Mm-hmm. We, it's, we, we have to vote. We have to wear our mask. We have to take care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, like in every possible way, because we have to look out for ourselves because who else is going to do it? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if, what, what do we want to leave behind for, for, for other generations? Yeah. You know, yeah. we have to be responsible in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And this, this, like everything going on with like Black Lives Matter, just like, I think it's sort of similar to kind of COVID being a time for like self-care, how all of these things came together at this time um, and are kind of forcing a lot of people to look in the mirror, to look at society and start trying to like work to affect change, um, I think are really great. And cause I, I do, like the conversation on voting, there are a lot of people disillusioned and I get why people don't believe in the system. I don't really believe, like the system has not been good, doesn't have a good track record. So I get it. But one of the big points for people to realize is there's been a great effort made, especially in like Southern states, but all over the country to do gerrymandering, um, voter disenfranchisement, like there's been a great effort. And for black people, this has been consistent since 1865 to deny black people the vote. There's been great effort to get people not to vote. So for that, just understand that system that is messed up doesn't want you to vote. Like I agree it's messed up, but try to fight it in every way on all fronts. Right. It was that they designed it that way for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if people vote, like, we can change a lot of things. And then there's, of course, still work to do. Like. The work never ends. Nope, never ends. Well, thank you for the work you're doing um, for our community and for raising awareness about mental health. I think it's super important. It's very important to me. Um, so I'm grateful to have you on here talking about that and to know your project exists um you said next wednesday um that one's at 8 30 it's at six o'clock six o'clock see there we go <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you the info cool cool yeah um do you have any parting thoughts you want to leave um thank you so much for having me um i'm grateful to have a human to talk to today and um <laughs> I hope that for anyone who's listening that they um, love where they are right now or um, can see themselves on, on a journey to get to a better place. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so that was my conversation with Carlita Victoria. I hope you enjoyed that conversation talking about Darkness Rising Project program she started which is about raising mental health awareness and advocacy in the black arts community specifically um also about you know ending the stigma on mental mental health in general um and like she said i hope that you love where you are 
doesn't mean you have to be happy with everything at every moment, but love where you are. Um, when doors close, other doors open. Um, and if you are feeling down, something I always recommend is to take out a notebook or you can, you know, take out a recorder or you can just say it to yourself, but just start listing things that you're grateful for. And usually like you won't be able to help, but feel a little bit better. Um, when you really think about where you are, um, no matter what you're going through, somebody has it harder. Um, and that's not, that's not to say though, that sometimes you're down. Sometimes that's one of the things. Um, but if you're listening to this, you're breathing. So keep doing that. And if you need help, definitely check out Darkness Rising Project um, or reach out online for help or hit me up and I'll, I'll point you in in some different directions. Um, yeah, because it's important. And um, yeah, I want you to be healthy. So hope you enjoyed that episode. If you like the Bushwick Variety Show, please subscribe, rate, review and share. Um you can contact me on social media. Let me know what you think. Um, have a Patreon set up. Uh, still figuring out the nitty gritty with that. But uh, yeah, just I appreciate you listening. It. I hope you hope you're on your journey. Hope you're finding your way. And I hope these conversations help guide you somewhere. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. And I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.